What's up and welcome to BitFaced. Uh, back here uh, yet another week, uh, Thursday instead of Wednesday this week, but back in the Bit Cave. Um, yeah, you know BitFaced, we're the only guys that'll jack off to porn on a Vectrex. But anyway, very, very special guest sitting across from me tonight. Uh, when Reap was here, we talked a lot about how I've been playing video games with, for, uh, with Reap for 20 years. Well, this guy, I've been playing games for almost 30 years. Uh, he had an Atari, I had an Intellivision, we'd swap off basements in fifth grade. So, probably been gaming with... Um, with you longer than I've been gaming with anybody, I would say, outside of my family. Um, without any further ado, Doug motherfucking Lund. Does that mean we have to talk about Utopia first? We can talk about Utopia first. Or should we talk about Spider Fighter? We we can play Spider Fighter if you want to. No shit. No shit. We can play Spider Fighter tonight if you want to. I can throw it in right now if you want to play it. And there's no possible way you can disconnect my controller. There's no possible way. I can trip over the cord and cost you your patch. Um, and your uh, and your high score. No, I don't think Tyler's ever heard that story, but uh, anyway, I cost I cost Doug a high score with my clumsy ass tripping over the cord when he was playing Spider Fighter. So maybe you should play some Spider Fighter tonight as a redemption. Maybe it's time for uh, time for a Spider Fighter redemption. A, a high score. I have Utopia too. No, I, okay, I'm calling bullshit right now. All right, where's the Xbox 360 controller? It's right there, <laughs> right by the mic. Right by the mic. Okay. Give me a second, Tyler. No but yeah, no, I have Utopia. What else do you want to play from from our youth? Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. I, I do want to talk about uh, some older shit that I've been playing recently. How uh, far back are we going here? Uh, okay, so Return to Zork was, that's got to be... You said high school for us, right? So it was. 90 to, 90 to 94. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 92. You could fact check me. I don't know. It was the first PC-based graphical, uh, graphic-based Zork game that I remember playing. I think there was one between Zork 3 and, I know it wasn't called Zork 3, but whatever the third Zork was. That so it wasn't always text-based? Oh, no. Well, okay. I mean, the first the first three were the, the original trilogy that you can now play and download from Infocom absolutely okay. free, which is pretty fucking cool, but... <clears throat> I don't know what it was about this one that, that stuck with me. It's probably because it's the first game that I played on the PC that I built for myself when, you know, when I was in college. Um, oh my god, that was in... <laughs> so it sounds like... That was in uh, 1994. The game came out in Sounds like 93. Okay, yeah. so we were juniors. But um, it sounds like you're, it, it's really bringing it back a lot for you on a nostalgic level. Is that why you still play? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. you, you, you play the game for 10 seconds and realize that, that, that there's absolutely no value there. The, the writing's great, and the quirkiness, like, you, did you ever play through any of the, the original Zork I, games? I, I, will, I might have sat down with a Zork game, played through, no, never. You know I was more into King's Quest, and God, what else did we used to rock on the apples? Rocky's Boots, that... Um, I used to have a game where you could make pinball tables that I freaking loved. I can't remember the name of it. But, no, back yeah, back then, dude, Kings, I was all about the King's Quest. Yeah. All about the King's Quest. Yeah. Well, knowing where the the Zork uh, legacy led, which it, I think it's easy to make a case that, like, we play World of Warcraft now because Zork existed. Like, you can draw a straight line between those things. And there's lots of... Was Zork of before uh, Ultima? 
Uh, Are they around the same time? I remember that being huge. Oh, shit. <clears throat> I don't know. If you're going to call me out like that... I'm, I'm not calling... No, I'm not calling you out. I'm, no, 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 that had nothing to do with calling you out. I was just asking, because I remember... Uh, there were so many Ultimas. I, I can't tell you. If I had to guess... What happened to that series? Do they still make them? Ultima Online is still playable. Really? So you can log on right now and, and play Ultima Online. Okay. Which is... Okay, you know what? Ultima was first, because I remember playing Ultima... When you I think Ultima was pre-Zork? Even though absolutely. Ultima's 1981? Ultima 1 was 1981. Look up Zork. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm going with Ultima on this one. I just... <laughs> 1977. Holy shit. I figured Zork was first. Only because it was text-based. That, that, that does make sense. Because Ultima... Didn't Ultima have at least some semblance of graphics on every version? Yeah. Stick figures with... Well, other, other stick figures. <laughs> the only Ultimate game I ever played was on the NES, and I hated it. I thought it was awful. Just not my cup of tea. God, I, I played Ultima on a, on a deck, um, which is also... Somehow it's odd that we're talking about this in Colorado Springs, where digital was, was such a, a big deal before Compact bought them. Um... Uh, I guess I won't go down that road. <laughs> you, you travel for, for yeah. me. It, it makes it's it's I don't know. It, it's kind of like talking about the fucking nuclear bomb when you're sitting in Manhattan. There's just something that that gives you extra goosebumps talking about it. Digital was formed literally miles from here, and really that was that was the first computer that I played a game on. So to that extent, it was I don't know personally cool for me because that was even pre. K-Pro and, and Commodore. So You had a Commodore when I met you. Um, I think my first computer I ever played on was a TI-99-4A with tape drive. That cassette tape that you played the fucking games on. <laughs> we had that computer when I lived near you before we got the Apple. You had a pretty sweet Apple. I was very, very happy with that Apple. Fucking talk about games that, that have set a precedent that continue in today. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Me and my dad used to play both of them. Have, have you guys already done a nostalgia episode, or, or, or no. should we make that the, the theme? No, of we have not done a nostalgia episode. <laughs> Reap and I, the three of us, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but no, we have not done, uh, we have not done, and it's a good good thing to talk about, the games that we yeah. played when we were kids. I mean, we're about to, uh, about to play one of them now. You guys definitely have me, for sure. I mean... Well, yeah, we're... I think we grew up in the, I don't even know what to call it, the watershed years of gaming, the NES. That changed everything. Well, the, the 2600, even before that, like... The 2600 was awesome, but the NES was the first time, like, Mario was at the gas station, and now Mario, the same game, is at my house. And a lot of the NES games, I mean, God, I mean, look at how much influence just Mario... Metroid and Castlevania have had on gaming. Donkey Kong. I mean, t- Nintendo. Zelda. Zelda, yeah. Oh, Zelda, Jesus. I can't believe I didn't even mention that. Yeah, Zelda had tons of influence, so... Alright, Doug, hang on a second. You know, you know what's funny to me? Is that, like, they've embedded Pitfall in no less than a half a dozen games. Uh, and, and sometimes it's like... <laughs> Uh, 
That's not even a game. It, it's like it, it's like a lesson in geography, and I guess it, maybe Utopia would be a predecessor to a Sims title, or, or maybe like Civilization. It was a lot like that. It, it it was very much. I mean, that's the direction you could tell that they were going with the game. It fucking you know what? It was weird about that game is that it felt like a fucking assignment, and I wanted to play it anyway. <laughs> I used to play against my dad, and like, yeah, we'd be wrecking each other's fishing boats and <laughs> sending migrants to live on the other guy's land. Fucking migrant workers. Yeah, every, I mean, everything. It was, uh, do you remember um, Microsurgeon? Where you flew the little ship around the body and you had to, like, shoot lasers to heal, like, the pancreas and the heart and shit? Do you remember that game? No, but it made me remember this other game on 64 called. Oh, what the fuck was it called? It was a, a game where you were a tiny little guy in someone else's mouth. That sounds great, doesn't it? And you brushed the teeth and you flossed between them. Oh, God, what is that game called? I don't I know exactly know. what the fuck you're talking about, though. <laughs> I know exactly fucking what you're talking about. God, what is that game called? I'm checking now. Hang on. Okay, yeah. It's... Man... You know what's funny is if we called up April right now, she could, She would know? She Not only would she know, she knows the, the theme music. I know this because I've heard the bitch sing it. And it was an Atari game, right? Um, I don't know who it was developed by. I played it on the 64. It was on the 64? It was on the Commodore. Oh, the Commodore. Uh, you gotta be you specific. You were thinking Nintendo You gotta be specific 64. on this cast, Doug, when you say 64. I was also thinking Nintendo, Nintendo 64. 64. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, I don't remember. It's like they had a dental game, game on the fucking N64. I'm sorry that your Tooth Invaders. Tooth Invaders. <laughs> Wait, can like how? Ha- I bet I can. I can probably uh, pull I up. Uh, I don't even have to call April. I can YouTube play it right from YouTube. YouTube the jingle. Man. YouTube's absolutely amazing. You know what I listened to the other day? The Ice Cream Jones commercial. Remember that shit? Ice Cream Cone cereal? Uh-oh. You'll, you'll remember this as soon as you hear it here. Because you had this game, didn't you? Yeah. Then I played it at your house. Yeah, my dad My dad was a, an oral surgeon. Of course we had uh. tooth invaders. <laughs> look, look at that shit. It's a set of teeth. I remember this. Here you come. You grab your toothbrush, um, you gotta make sure you get some toothpaste on it first, then you zoom in on a tooth. Yeah, dude, I, pl- I played this at your house. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I played this at your house. Because this is a, a shit game, but... Wow. The Atari had more shit games, I think, than any other system. Oh, here comes the plaque. That, that's not a good sign. Did you see him with the floss go in between the teeth? Isn't that terrible? That's you know how many hours I logged playing this game? <laughs> there, yeah. There wasn't a... Uh, there was nostalgia, a nostalgia's great, but also, we did play a bunch of crap, too. <laughs> there was no joystick. No. There was no the mouse. No. It was all keyboard. All keyboard. Um, My star just ran out. <laughs> oh, I'm about to lose a tooth. That's actually pretty decent music for the time. Yeah, it, it's not horrible. So, in the in the spirit of, of of nostalgia, also like the current like chip tune, yeah, bad is uh, 
Also, there must be something about this that, that people fucking identify with, even if they've never enjoyed these games before. <laughs> well, no, and, and you'll, you'll notice, too, the indie trends now. All the indie you games. Can't stop watching it, can you? <laughs> look, look, look retro. <laughs> All, right. all, all the indie games look retro. I yeah. think, or a lot of them do. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, not away. all the indie games. Ori doesn't look retro. No, Ori just looks gorgeous. I want to play that shit. <laughs> You're welcome to. Um, but no, I mean, what what else from? I guess like, around the time we were hanging out, or even before, or after that, what what games do you miss? The, find, the set that I find myself going back to, I guess, would be the, the obvious choices. Like, again, the fact that I fired up Return to Zork and played through the entire game, um, that, that says a lot. And It does. It's, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's partially, you know, my own personal affinity for that game and what it meant to me at that time, but... Um, that shit is no worse than, than something, you know, a $5 title that you can download off arcade these days. No, no, I completely agree. And I think that's the, that's the direction I've said it before on the cast that I want everything to go. And with terrific Canadian accents, which are difficult to come by. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, if you're looking for good Canadian accents in a game, that's a good, good place to start. I think I miss the, uh, I miss the old Dungeons and Dragons games. Like, um, the top-down one on the Intellivision, where you had to run to get the bow. It was very similar to Adventure, but you could see your character. There was an official D&D game on the Intellivision? There was. There was two, actually. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. There was two Advanced Dungeons and Dragons games. I, I know there was definitely one, because we had it. But uh, I, I, I missed that game a lot. I missed playing on the PC, or playing on the Mac, I guess. All the old pirated titles that my dad used to get, like Ghostbusters and... Do they count the uh, Karataka, uh, Coleco in television, and um, I guess twenty six hundred were? Do they count that as a generation of the consoles? That, that, yeah, that's I don't know. I guess we can coin it, whatever we want to call it. I don't know if there's an exact title for it, but yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be the um, would that be the golden age? I guess maybe or. I I don't know. Or I think it. I think you call it the the basement, the ground floor. Upon everything, because upon Atari was definitely was the first console that took off. Yeah, and that was, and that's why I'm wondering, <clears throat> like where, like where does the Xbox, being the latest generation, what gen is the Xbox One in, in the in the console generations? So you'd have to think we um, we start with Atari, Coleco, that. Then you have to go next has to be NES Sega Master System. Yeah, but the 2600 was like years before like Coleco and television. There was that period where like after the 2600, video games got a little popular, like 81, 82. That they fucking disappeared. The for crash was years. 83. Yeah, and they came NES back. NES came out in 85. We we met in 86, and and that's when uh, things were. We didn't have NESs though. But one of the neighbor kids did. I didn't get my NES until seventh grade. Oh yeah, it was that little um, that Indian not kid. not the Mormon family down the street, but the one across 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 the street from him. Yeah. The one that we played with just so that we, we could play the NES. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh-huh. yeah, my parents for the longest time wouldn't buy me one until we moved to Seattle and I had no friends, and then my my grades were good, so 
they bought me an NES in ten games one Christmas. Still the best Christmas ever. And then <laughs> the next day... Ten games? Ten games. God damn, your parents are awesome. <laughs> um, it was solid. And then the next day, they took both of my sisters and left and went like up to the mountains. And they were like, yeah, there's food in the house. You can stay home. And I was... I tell my dad to this day, I was like, that was the day it all changed. I was like, if you never would have done that, I might have gone into med school or some shit. I was like, but (laughs) you shouldn't have, uh, you should have never left me home with a pile. And because I hadn't had the system, I got like Zelda 1 and 2, Mario 1 and 2, Kid Icarus, Castlevania, Rad Fucking Racer, Bubble Bobble. My parents hooked me the fuck up that year because I wasn't hanging out with anybody, you know, I was at a new school and... But yeah, that's when it all fucking changed. That's when I went from, this is kind of fun, to, uh, I think I'm going to do this for a long time. <laughs> and in high school, it became the best form of stress relief ever. I didn't really drink. I didn't do drugs. You didn't masturbate? Tons. <laughs> uh, but uh, I played a shitload of video games. And I still do. And now when I need to relax, I, I play. And I yell more and cuss more when I'm gaming than I do at anything else in life, but it still relaxes me more than anything. I think we need to talk about your thumbs. Maybe not during the podcast, <laughs> but, like, I've been thinking about it all day, and I'm a little concerned. <laughs> With how much I play, or well, that I'm hurting myself? or Just how it manifests. Like, yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, I guess you could equate it to uh, guitar players have calluses on their fingers, but... I don't know. I've, I've never seen anything like that. H- have you? It's, I mean, it is the worst case <laughs> that I've ever seen for sure. The worst. See, that adjective, it wasn't like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, <laughs> no, maybe no you should worst. have that check out. It was like, it's fine. They heal no, over. Worse. They'll be fine. I mean, they heal I, over. Me and a lot of my friends, like, luckily my palms look fine. Aren't hairy? No, they look fine. But they used to be torn up from Mario Party when you had to just... Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> my palms would be bloody, blistered, bruised, like, it was it was mad. I mean, so. I, I host a video game podcast, I kind of have to play <laughs> the games. I, I know. <laughs> just, I, I write video game reviews, I kind of have to play them so I can write about them. This could, you know, I'd be interested to know, um, and now I have to do some research as, as to... But the frequency of, of this phenomenon. It might only be me because I don't help the I don't help the cause. I pick and play with my thumbs all day long. So it's it's half gaming and half me just not being able to sit still. A problem I'm sure you, you don't have. So well, <laughs> I you know I I tip my hat to your dedication. <laughs> you know me, man. I I like to play. You're the only person in. I don't know. I, that, uh, probably that I can name that I've sat down on a couch with and watched them play a game for hours. I watch Tyler play all the time, but I watched you play almost all of Sick of Truth. Well, and to be fair, that game was designed to play like... Yeah, a, hanging out, drinking beers. An entire season of South Park, so it, w- it was viewable. Well, well, shit. I mean, my, my wife and kids sat there and, and watched us play too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to see... Uh, a point of view testicles and um, a Kardashian ab- abortion. I mean, that shit's priceless, and um, you know, it, I, I think it deepened our our our, our family connection. 
I think it did too. I mean, you, you, you guys don't have to worry about your family connection. It's it's always great. But I, I enjoyed the shit out of watching you what, play that game, which is also built around around gaming. It's one of the things I appreciate most about it. Like, I'm not too old to be able to connect with my my children on the, on a medium that that we both enjoy, and my wife, my daughter, my nephew. I mean, there there was a time in our house. When all six of us would be on like a private Diablo server, or even I don't know if it, if it overlapped into into D three, but definitely D two. Um, now Blizzard's another topic, but hmm. no, I think my uh, I mean he doesn't play anymore, but my dad certainly played when I played and lived in the house, so he could relate to me better. Hmm. I think it's a, I mean that's that's something we wouldn't argue about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that worked out. It worked out well, but I think it's a great way to relate to your kids. My dad gave me a copy of Tooth Invaders and said, "Don't touch this in your penis at the same time." <laughs> that, was, that was about as close as we came to gaming together. That's true. Your, your dad never did play with us. Not gaming. Not not video games. I, you know, the only thing actually. Hopefully, he didn't play with you either. I mean, no, that's awesome. <laughs> He also he, he also ne- never said anything when the miraculously beers were missing. So Doug's dad is okay in my fucking book. Uh, it's important to note we were in fifth, fifth fucking grade, grade. <laughs> fifth grade drinking piss warm beers because we had to hide them so we could drink them later. <laughs> yeah, we were terrible. In fact, that's a whole nother. We should do a whole podcast about how fucking awful we were and just preface it with. I hope our parents never listen to shit. Yeah, not only that, but I hope my kids never, never listen, listen to this shit. shit. Yeah. We've told your kids some of the, the crazy shit that we did. Some of it, but I routinely censor myself with, like, don't give them any ideas that they, to, that yeah. they don't come to by themselves. Well, we were younger than your boys are, too. Yeah, that's the part that concerns me. <laughs> yeah, we were younger. We were... We didn't, we didn't waste much time. In fact... We, uh, there was multiple reasons, but mom pulled me out of the school that Doug went to because I, one of the reasons was, yeah, we were, cause we were, I mean, see, and I guess now we're, I mean, a little bit more mature and a lot more behaved, but still, I mean, what I was in town with you for four and a half hours before we got thrown out of a bar at eight o'clock on a fucking, <laughs> on a normal night. I mean, yeah, when we get together, something just, yeah, we're just trouble sometimes. And Jeannie was like. You're 35 now. I, I think you can handle hanging out with Doug. Like, I'll allow it. And and then we went and immediately proved her wrong. <laughs> yeah. No. My, no, my parents like you. It's, uh, at the time, that they were just concerned that I was, uh, wasn't focused on school, which I wasn't because I hated it. Um, I didn't want to be in the gifted program. I just wanted to cruise by. In fact, when I moved to Georgia, I purposely... Um, didn't do well on the gifted test, so I'd just be in normal classes and I could breeze fucking through it. Yeah. No, they're just probably concerned. I was lazy. How much do our parents love us or hate us when they pull us out of the elementary school that's on the military base and drop us into the fucking barrio and and say I always <laughs> wondered that. Like <sighs> Because it's either like you we got have there, confidence in you, or uh, before you got there, I was going by myself. <laughs> you have to think about that. Like I, there was a couple weeks of that school year that you weren't there. You had to have heard these stories about Eric getting dumped in the trash cans. No, 
Oh, dude, yeah. Before mm-hmm. Doug got to uh, before Doug got to Coldwell, I hated my life, man. I I got to a point where there was these uh, bleachers, and every day I wouldn't even eat lunch inside in the cafeteria. I'd take my lunch outside and eat by myself because. One day, some Mexican kid ripped a cover off one of my comic books, and dude, I was fucking like four foot six, sixty pounds, soaking wet. So I wasn't able, you know, couldn't defend myself. Yeah, they throw me in the trash can, they kick my books around, just be total dicks. But then Doug got there, and as soon as I had somebody bigger than me that also had my back, shit turned around immediately. And then we were the two fucking white kids that the Mexican kids didn't really fuck with us anymore. But only because you were there. If you never would have came, Dave, my life would have fucking sucked. You were a pretty little toehead. You stood out. Yep, they hated me. Fucking hated me. And I was smart, which was even worse when you're dealing with a bunch of Mexicans. Not to be racist, but (laughs) Jesus Christ. It was, uh... Yeah, let's qualify that. All... All yeah. of, but what, three or four people in the Gifted Ed program were Mexicans, so. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very true. It, I, you know, it, it's not every Mexican, but I did get my ass beat and picked on and fucking intimidated and bullied, and it sucked. But uh, if I wouldn't have gone to that school, you and I never would have met, and fucking, I mean, after, I can mark that time when you got there, that's when life became, uh, it got a lot more tolerable. That's another thing we need to talk about <laughs> offline is if you've made any effort to find John Maxwell or Veronica Cruz or Martha Morales or fucking Eunice Barbosa. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or, <laughs> cheers, mate. Um, or, uh, God, uh, Sonia Ramos yeah. or, uh, what was Alex's last name? No, I haven't. You're the only one, dude. When I got on Classmates, oh, so long ago, shit, I was living with Leanne at the time, and I saw that you were on there, and I could pay, whatever, 20 bucks a year to get your address, I didn't even give it a second thought. I put my credit card in right away. I was like, nope, I gotta find out what the fuck Doug is doing now. To to their credit, though, in, in, in a poor effort to bring things back on, on topic, that, uh, that class fostered an interest in gaming. I remember being given free reign to sit down in front of an Apple IIe and uh, a a basic programming book and be like, make a game. You want to play a game? Fine. But you got to fucking program it yourself. Yep, I remember that. We made, um, God, that one game we made was awesome. I can't remember what it was called, but you and I worked on it forever. The dog? The dog? Bark, bark, bark. (laughs) Yes, the fucking dog, dude. Yeah, the dog was awesome. The... I miss, uh, you remember how stoked we were when we would get a new microzine in? We would all fight over it, and, like, whoever got their math done first got to play it, and, like, I'd cheat and shit, and just, like, play microzine. Yeah. Uh, microzine. Do you even know what microzine is, Tyler? No idea. It was like a, um, like a magazine almost, but on a disc, and it, there would be, like, what, seven or eight games or activities you could do, and some of them sucked, but some of them were awesome, and, yeah, you, but you'd get a new one every month. So, we'd only get one microzine disc, though, and there was eight of us? Six of us? Oh. There was oh, at geez. least eight of us. Maybe, maybe four, five, six. In, in fifth grade? Seven of us. Ten? Well, yeah, okay. Me, anyway. you, Mark, John, Gabby, Jill, and Ivan. Right? Oh, man. The, the, some of those years run together. I was with 
those people and several other people for the next three years af- after you left. So after I both that, that, that first Bethel year, Temple. yeah. Fuck Bethel Temple. I will never forgive you or your parents for that shit. I kissed my first girl at Bethel Temple. Yeah. What's her name? Krista. You still talk to her? No. Well then, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't even look her up. Uh, but uh, no, I we still hung out though. We didn't go to school together, but I think we still hung out sixth grade year. Yeah. We're still neighbors. Neighbors is different than classmates. That's true. That's true. But, I, dude, I had to get out of Coldwell, dude. And as soon as that blonde-haired kid got killed, my mom was like, fuck, that's all the reason I needed in the world to pull him out of that fucking <laughs> shithole. And, yeah, they pulled me. They let me finish the year, but then uh, I went to I went to religious school the next year. The only time I've ever gone to any sort of private school, if you will. I was right back in public school when we moved to Washington. Do you ever private school at all? One A year? You all public. Oh, no. I am clearly and obviously a product of public education. Well, me too. I mean, I, that one year at Bethel Temple didn't fucking change me. I mean, I went to... It changed me. I'm still bitter. I know. You're so pissed about it. Man. 30 years later. You, you started off with how pissed you were about Spider Fighter, and now this. How much more ire am I going to have to fucking deal with tonight? However much I choose to be. You choose to fucking bring to me. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But... No, I, I, uh, we used to, we used to hang out all the time though, because I had the Intellivision, you had the Atari. They both, our parents both set us up with basement gaming setups, so pretty fucking cool. I thought, uh, I, yeah, that's true. I thought, I mean, we had our own. When you had the Commodore downstairs, I mean, we had everything that we needed between one of our two homes. I thought we, were, I mean, we were set up. We didn't have an NES at the time, but I don't even remember asking for one until later. I'm, I'm, no. <clears throat> okay, the kid that had the NES, his name was Todd. It just occurred to me. Todd Orjada. Holy shit. I couldn't have pulled that <laughs> name out, but, but you're absolutely The Mormon right. family were the Butina Millers. Yes, they were. Evan. Evan was our buddy. Yep. Yeah, and Evan was cool. Todd Evan Jada. went to Bethel Temple with me. Okay. That, that's not working your favor. <laughs> <laughs> Evan went to Bethel Temple with me, yeah. Um. <laughs> But no, yeah, Todd or Jada, and Todd had older brothers that they were all into D and D and shit. Yeah, and like, uh, my mech- parents forbade me from playing D and D. What was the fucking sucks, predecessor man. to the mech shit? Robotech or BattleTech? Uh, mech assault. You're thinking of BattleTech. You have to be. Was it BattleTech? The RPG, pen and paper. Yeah. Oh yeah. In in the box, like the shallow boxes, like that's all you get. It was the sheets, and and you fucking built your shit from that. Yeah. Yeah, no, BattleTech. Eighty. This would have been eighty-seven. I would. Be, I would bet money it's BattleTech you're talking about. BattleTech or Star Frontiers. It wasn't Star Frontiers. Star Frontiers was the TSR game because they had D and D, they had Star Frontiers, and then they had Marvel Superheroes. And I gravitated immediately to Marvel Superheroes. But they also had one of the most underrated RPGs of all time. You remember Top Secret, the spy espionage RPG? I do not. I fucking loved playing that shit. That was also a TSR game, but it it, it kind of went away. But yeah, no, I, I played D&D for a while, but then my parents, it, as soon as it, they did an article about D&D and Satanism, I was fucking it. <laughs> Done. But I was allowed to watch, like, Dad would take me to R-rated movies, but I was like, but D&D's not okay? Like, I'm using my imagination. I didn't get it at the time. I still don't get it now. And when I got, I think it was 7th or 8th grade, they were kind of like, 
do whatever you want, make good decisions, but do whatever. You know, if you want to play that, then go play that. But I was kind of out of it at that point. I never went back I to it. video games. So. <sighs> That's Dude. a weird connection. I just realized that your dad's the one that took us to see Crocodile Dundee. Yes, he did. On the on the on the Fort Bliss the Post Theater, the Post Theater, yeah. No, yeah, Dad did take us. That theater was awesome. It was like they get movies after they were they would run, but it was like fifty cents. Yep. And concessions weren't all jacked either. It was a uh, it was it was fun because they were subsidized by your tax dollars. We have right. the Dollar Theater down here in the Springs. If we ever miss or skip a movie, those are still a thing. Dollar theaters. Yeah, I had no idea. Oh yeah, I didn't either because I just steal it from the internet. Well, <laughs> we could do that. There's too. some shit though that I have to go see in the theater. I still like the theater. I still think that's the best way to watch a movie, in my opinion. My only problem with the theater is the other fucking people. Yeah. Courtney and I used to uh, the theater down the street from me in Georgia Sunday morning. Everyone's at church. Multiple times, we'd have the whole fucking house to ourselves for ten bucks a piece, and I was like, "This is if this was my experience every time, I would pay." I'd use every movie in the theater. Oh yeah, Sun- Sunday matinees are easily the the best time to go see a movie, especially in the South. Here, people are actually there. Yeah. I haven't. I well, at least up at uh, at Cinemark, they are. Yeah, where yeah. I go. Proportionally, though, it, it's it the, it's still pretty packed. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I, here, anyway. Here it is. It's it's not in Georgia, but here I've noticed. I've tried the same trick here, and it doesn't work as well. Because movies release Friday, and it's packed Friday night. Yeah, it's always. packed all of Saturday. Well, I don't know about release weekend. And I mean, it's still pretty packed. We though. usually go release weekend, yeah, though. We, we try to. We try to hit release weekend, and we usually go on Sunday. Yeah. Or unless it's like the raid, we went Saturday night. I can't. We think. went the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think of the last movie. Actually, I can't think of the last movie that I saw on release weekend. Superman? No, it was the fucking Dark Knight Rises, and we all know how that turned out. You, we saw Superman release weekend, didn't we? Father's Day weekend. Was it release week? Yeah, it must have been. You're right. I, rem- I made a point to come up. To see Superman in the theater with you. I'm pretty sure it was Father's Day weekend and it was opening weekend. Yeah. It, it probably was. Because I know that's one of the times you went up there because I asked if you wanted to go see it and you're like, I'll be up in Denver with that. Yeah, I went, up to, I went up to see it with you. So yeah, you saw that opening weekend. Well, good. So now I can start remembering that I have Superman to redeem my fucked up Batman weekend. <laughs> that was the most scared I've been thinking about you in my entire life. Apparently you weren't the only one. Not, not that I blame you. That was some fucked up shit. As soon as I heard a shooting in a theater, Batman, Aurora, Colorado, I was like, I know two motherfuckers that were there, and I didn't even I didn't even know you were there, but I knew you were there. I knew you were. Yeah. Not, uh, Are you you were in the actual theater? I was not in that no. theater. Oh, I was going to say. in Aurora. Shit, and yeah. he, was, he lived in Aurora. I knew he was at Batman. I mean, come on. Yeah, me, I would have bet money on that. Me and my nephew were both at different theaters that, that night, and it, I remember missing the last fucking 30 minutes of the movie because all I was doing was answering phone call after phone call from my mom and my sisters. Scott Lewis was like, what the fuck, dude? Just fucking heard. Are you okay? I mean, it was like nuts. I heard the news, and then I got on Facebook, and you were like, hey, everybody, I'm fine. I was like, oh, thank fucking God. Because, yeah, I knew you were there. I had seen it two days prior. Um, me and Philip got actually got early passes. Advance? Got advance, man. I'm trying to get him for Avengers. Well, then why didn't you tell me to, like, 
Save my money. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad until I moved here and watched it the second time. And I still don't think it's that bad, it's not but that it's not bad. it's not great. No. Well, uh, compared Dark to the Dark Rises, Knight, what can be? Because that's that has it's not over time moved into it's my not his, it's not what's his name? Um, God, why is the director's name? It's Christopher Nolan's fault that Heath Ledger died. We would have got a completely different third movie had that not happened. Not his fault. I don't I don't think we would have seen Bane at all. I don't know that Bane was poorly done. I don't know either. <laughs> like, fucking, uh, the, I don't know why the voice bugs me, but it fucking does. It bugs the hell out of me, too. And I thought the ending was, was kind of cobbled together. It wasn't, um, but the first time I saw it, I remember walking out thinking, like, that wasn't, that wasn't that bad. It was an okay way to end the trilogy. Bane does nothing for me. Didn't in the animated series, didn't in the comic books, definitely didn't in Batman and Robin. Um, and certainly didn't in The Dark Knight. To this day, the thing that pisses me off about that movie is, oh, that guy's knees fucked up. He went and saw the guy, the doctor that was on, was he from the state? The guy that played the doctor? Thomas Lennon. Yeah. Yes, he was. <clears throat> so. He's in tons of shit. He is. And he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, no. I read his book if you've never read it. He's like bit part actor number two. Oh, yeah. But he gave... Bruce Wayne, the information that um, all of his joints are, are blown out. So Bruce Wayne went home and rigged him up with a motherfucking ninja robot knee that can kick through brick walls. <laughs> yep. Why didn't Bruce Wayne use ninja robot knee to kick the shit out of fucking everybody, including Bane? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you 100%, man. Is as bad, not bad as that movie, is not great as that movie is. It blows Gotham out of the water, in my opinion. <laughs> Not a difficult task. It's gotten a little better. It's gotten a little better. You know what? I, and I hate to say this because it sounds like pure bias. They, they need to make the fucking show about Bruce Wayne, which is exactly what they set out not to do. And somehow they ended up with a child actor who is not terrible, which is always fucking difficult. Yeah. All I want to do is, is know about what Bruce Wayne is up to. And does does Bruce Wayne in the show? Does he ever go to fucking school? Like, what does he do? He's always at the house. Like, he's what? Focus on that. No, they they address that pretty early on. Like, he's going to stop attending whatever school he goes to. Did they talk about Al- it? Alfred's going to homeschool him. Okay, so and, we, they did address it then. Yeah, with, I must have missed it. In, with, in between watching the Riddler woo women, <laughs> <laughs> the most painful fucking thing in the world. <laughs> You haven't seen it, have you, Tyler? I haven't seen the Riddler try to woo women. Oh, he's there. It's like a, it's an arc. Now it's happened in multiple episodes with I can't remember the the lady that he's trying trying to woo. Oh, it's Christina Kringle. That's right. Okay, that's right. Good call. Is she from the comics? Yes. Okay, you you know more about Batman than I do. So I just know that the version of the Riddler on Gotham is it's like having hot sauce sprayed in my eyes. It's so painful to watch. Yeah, I, I got I got to an episode where there was someone killing people with balloons. That's the second episode. <laughs> so that, that's as far as you got. I stopped. <laughs> I think so. Isn't that, no, that's not the second episode. That's a little bit later. It's in the first five, though. Yeah, it's sadly not the worst episode. <laughs> no, it's really not. Um, but then they then they intersperse it with okay. First of all, and I know you disagree with me, but 
Penguin from the beginning was amazing, and and even he's Jason, still the best part of the show. Yeah, again, I'm biased, but I, all I want to do is watch watch Batman in a show that's making a point not to be about Batman. It's a cop drama, man. It's, it's not. It, it is, but you can't do a procedural drama with criminals who use balloons. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think no. the, I think the balloon episode though was a nod to like the beginning in the show of the super villain. I think that's what they were trying to do with it. I think that they wanted to show, hey, eventually Batman's going to fight a different crazy motherfucker every week. Let's start with Balloon Man, unfortunately. But I think that's the direct. I think they wanted to show that, hey, these fantastical enemies, Batman's rogues gallery is arguably the most famous rogues gallery of any comic book superhero. I would only say maybe Spider Man. Might be close, but I think that's what they were going with with Balloon Man. They wanted to show that, hey, this city is eventually just going to have... Are you talking about the figurative rogue gallery or the literal rogue gallery? Because there is a, a literal rogues gallery in, in the DC universe. No, then I'm talking figuratively then. I mean, okay. I mean the, the Batman stable of villains. Okay. You know, I mean, Penguin, Joker, Riddler, Catwoman. Uh, Catwoman, who on the show just makes me feel weird. I don't know. There's some. She's a good actress, though. Who? Catwoman. Uh, she she does all right. They they really hit you over the face with the fact that she's Catwoman, though. Like dogs bark at her. Yeah. I drink milk. I drink milk. Yeah, she sits like a cat most of the time when you see her. I don't know. I I'm gonna keep watching the show because I already feel like I'm fucking invested in it. <laughs> but I hope they I hope they take a different direction. And I think like you're saying, Bruce Wayne. That's the way to do it. The Bruce Wayne Alfred scenes are some of the best. Did you see the one a couple weeks ago where Alfred made Bruce crawl up that fucking hill when his legs were broken? Yeah, that's that's what I want to see. That, that's all I want to see. And I even like. And they're doing Alfred the badass too, which was later in the comics. And that's the Alfred I like. It's not old. Yeah, very teetering. Hello, Alfred. It's it's a really nice good tea. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, the Alfred in the Tim Burton and the Joel Schumacher Batman movies is just a fucking joke, man. I don't know if you guys have watched those recently. I, I popped in uh, the Val Kilmer one a couple weeks back. Uh, I have not watched those movies. They're terrible now. <laughs> they're awful. Well, Batman and Robin was awful. Amit and I went opening night, and we walked out of there like, wow. But, but we're not going to see another Batman movie in a very long time. <laughs> I, I think people are overly nostalgic about the original Burton Batman. Because I agree with Kevin Smith. Like... When he called uh, Burton out on Planet of the Apes <clears throat> about a comic book that he had written, and Tim Burton said, uh, anyone who knows me will tell you that I don't read comic books, and Smith's reply was, well, that explains Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin just did commentary tracks for all four of the movies, and they're actually, I know you're not a big fan of his, but they're actually, they're worth listening to. Who said I'm not a big fan of his? Well, didn't you tell me that at one point? I'm not your level of fan of his. But no, and I don't. I don't love him. I don't half dream as much about drinking to. his cock every night like yeah, you do. No, that is true. But uh, I don't. I don't love him as much as uh, I used to. But I'm actually pretty stoked about um, not about Clerks three, but I'm stoked about Mallrats too. I'll, I'll take either one of them. As much as I hated Clerks two at, at, at first and third and seventh viewing, like it, it's grown on me and. <clears throat> In fact, the, literally hours before we drove down here, Nick and I watched the, the deleted scenes for um, for 
Clerks 2, and it's, uh... What is, what is the man. one deleted scene that's awesome? Something in Retard Strong? Yeah, it was, it, it's a ten-minute clip where, yeah. where, where they're driving and, uh, and, and talking about the, uh, a Dante jerking off in the bathroom and possibly getting his mother pregnant and, uh... Yeah, Sex Nest and Retard Strong is referenced multiple times in, in the dialogue, and it, it's yep. a continuous shot, which is neat. And it's yeah. a throwback to the shot in the first Clerks, the scene with um, oh God, what are Dante and Randall talking about? Oh, trying to suck their own dicks. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the way to the funeral. Yeah, on the way to the funeral. It's it's a throwback to that scene right. to a. Uh, I never tried to suck my own dick, fucking pervert. I fucking love that shit, <laughs> but. uh... No, it's, uh, I'm excited about Marlott's shoot, and so far, the only two actors that haven't signed on are the two that I don't give a fuck about. Jeremy London and Claire Forlani. Well, but Jeremy London was the driver of the story in the original Mallrats. I mean, I, it was his story. It's... As, as much as it was Banky's, I mean, it was... Brody. Wrote, oh, shit, what did I do? Jason Hammy is Banky. <laughs> uh, same, same actor. Yeah. And has been both characters in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Um, but no, yeah, Brody. It was Brody's story too. But I agree with you. It was the the narrative was TS's engagement. Right. Um, he wanted to propose on the freaking Jaws right. I mean, that's the whole yep. story of the movie. Uh, I don't know how. I mean, one of my friends on Facebook brought up a good point. Do people even go to the fucking mall anymore? <laughs> so I don't know how they're going to do it. But I mean, Rooker is in. Jason Lee's in. Um, Maybe they could get London's brother. Well, I should say Jeremy's brother. He, he looks enough like him. Uh, and he's the good London, the one was in, that was in Days and Confused. <laughs> right. Pink. Yeah, the, the good acting London. Kevin complained a lot after Mallrats that um, Jeremy London was fucking baked all the time and hated working with him. The commentary track for Mallrats is Kevin rags on him for about five minutes straight, like, never fucking knew his lines, always showing up stoned, like... Jason Lee really wanted to work, and he was just kind of there for the fucking paycheck. Yeah. The lead was easily the most forget- forgettable performance. Part of the whole movie. And Jason Lee owns every scene he's in in yep. that movie. And he wasn't even an actor. He'd done one movie before that. Um, you know, he was a skateboarder. Is that right? Oh, my God. We'll He'd have to done watch. one movie before Mallrats? Pretty sure he's done, he did one movie before Mallrats that nobody saw. Wow. Um... Yeah, I'm sorry, you're going to look it up? You should. Look at his IMBD. I think I'm, he did one film before Mallrats. I'm just curious now. But that was his breakout role. Um, and I think he's been in every Kevin Smith movie after that, except for the new ones, like not in Red State, not in Tusk. Uh, but he was even in Clerks, uh, Clerks 2. Right. As Lance Dowds. Yeah, with Pickle Fucker. Whiny Pickle Fucker. <laughs> what happened to his fucking voice in that movie? Was that part of the role, or... It just, it drove me nuts how whiny and high-pitched Lee sounded. You know, I never noticed that. He just always sounds like Lee to me, but, um, I loved him in, uh, I love him in everything. He's one of my favorite actors. I was pissed off when when Earl got canceled. I thought he did a good job with that character, and that was completely different than the characters he normally plays in the Kevin Smith movies, the coiled spring that he normally is. It's a lot different than that, so... I'm stoked about Marats too, though. I think that that I mean, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch Clerks three too. He's um, designated as teenage drug customer in a movie called Mi Vida Loca. Is that before, right before Marats? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one movie, Mi Vida Loca. When it was after Marats, did was Chasing Amy next? 
just have that up. Because uh, he did. He has a... Have you ever seen Stealing Harvard? He's no, in that. Yeah. Um, that was good. I like He that. did a movie called Heartbreakers with Jennifer Love Huge Tits and Sigourney Weaver. Um, Lee's done a lot of shit. He's... Can I do... Listen to this and Can I do that on air? Yeah, you just did. So we're not going to edit it out now. <laughs> uh, no. He was in... TV movie called Hiatus and in something called Drawing Flies. I've seen Drawing Flies. That's the black and white movie where Jason Lee tries to find Bigfoot. And it's pretty terrible. And then it's Chasing Amy. And then Chasing Amy. Anyone need a beer? Um, I'm good right now. I am also good. Thank you, though. Yeah, Drawing Flies is, a, is an indie. That movie was probably made for like a hundred bucks. If that. But no, that, and that's that's nostalgia for me too, but just that's college nostalgia. <laughs> Clerks, Marats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, all of that came out when I was living in Athens. All four of those. All right, I'm, I want to bring things full circle again. Um, I think it's a good time to do that because I want to hear from Tyler here as to what he considers nostalgic video gaming. Um. Yeah, I mean. Nostalgic video gaming for me is, I mean, it's its not going to be the exact same. This is going to be when you guys were in school. That's why I want to hear it. Yeah, that's why we want to hear it. Uh, I mean, the first things I was playing was, uh, my first console was uh, a Sega Genesis. My dad came back from deployment. That's not a bad place to start. And yeah, he he brought back a Sega Genesis, and we had Sonic, and... Wait, you had, like, some bootleg shit from overseas? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Genesis with a Y? (laughs) Genesis. No, it was an actual... The (laughs) Gynesis? No, we had uh, Sonic, um, Lion King... I remember the Lion King game was good. The Lion King game was really good. Every game on the Genesis was playable. Yeah, oh yeah. Um... There was one that I can never remember. Like, you were a little robot, and you shot little balls out of your head. And I loved that game. You had oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Vector Man. Yeah. Yeah, I have it. You want to play it? I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. Um, uh, do you know how many fucking times he's told me that? I know exactly what you're talking about. That obscure thing that's been bugging you for a decade. I'm, and <laughs> Camper sent me a picture the other day, and he was like, what game is this? And I was like, it's Snake, Rattle, and Roll. And he was like, how the fuck did you know that? I was like, because I play everything, guys. So, look at my thumbs. Yeah, look at my thumbs, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Got the thumbs to prove it. No, and then, I mean, I, I played NES and SNES at friends' house. But you had a Genesis before you had an NES, right? Yeah. So you were already 16-bitting it up. Yeah. So you kind of missed... Master System, NES. I mean, I know you you played that. Did you have you ever played a Master System? I've never played a Master. I, System. I would figure you had. No, I. I would figure you hadn't because I mean I knew one kid that had a Master System. Yeah. No one had the Master System. All everyone had an NES. I it's think like I knew one kid that had a Jaguar. I did too. <laughs> I did too. I knew a kid had a Jaguar, and I, there was a kid down the street that had a TurboGrafx-16, and so we traded one weekend. He took my SNES. I borrowed his Turbo Graphics, and uh, I was amazed at, um, he had the CD drive, and, uh, is it Wise or Yeez? Is it pronounced Yeez? Book? Yeah. 
I can never remember. I think it's Ease or Ease. Ease, Ease. But I was so impressed with the cutscenes, how they were like 15 minutes long and all cartoon, and now you can't fucking pay me to sit through a game like that. <laughs> Ever. I don't... Metal Gear, That's, people are, I'm like, oh my god, no. Nope. I don't want to, to play 10 minutes of gameplay for a 50-minute video I can't skip. One of the games I... Oh god, Metal Gear 4. Metal Gear Solid 4 was the worst. I literally pictured and pictured Metal Gear Solid 4 with Super Smash Brothers Brawl on the Wii. And it would be like an hour of video, and we would just sit there and play Brawl while watching this video. <laughs> It was so bad. It was a movie, man. I think total gameplay was like five hours, but the game was like a 20-hour story. And it won all sorts of awards. It just... It, Metal, Metal Gear loved it. it it's, it's like a gray, fuzzy area of gaming for me because I never got it. And I never wanted Did to. you ever play the Metal Gears on the NES? No. I. They were a hell of a lot different. I, I did not. Like I. They I were both good. And then when it really popped, when... Uh, I remember, yeah, on the PS1. Yeah, and that's when I was playing Rayman. I'm like, fuck that. I've Mm -hmm. I've got something way better. Have you played the new Rayman? I have. Uh, Okay, just making sure. Because if not, I was like, that's the next thing that's going in if you haven't. Mm -hmm. That game was amazing. I want you to go back and play Earthbound still. You're going to have to bring the Wii U over. Dude, I tried Earthbound, and as soon as I got to the first screen, and it was all clunky (laughs) to move the shit around, I was like, nope. Was it his Wii U that that you brought up to, to your house? Place? Yep. Thank you. Yeah, we had a lot of we had fun a lot of fun playing an ES Remix that weekend. Yep. Yeah, good. <clears throat> yeah, I told you I brought it up. Yeah, you asked. Yeah, I asked. Yeah, I asked you before. You I were brought like, it, is but, it cool? Uh, and I was like, yeah, man. No, we had a lot of fun with the Wii U uh, that weekend. So, kind of back to Doug's point, what was the first RPG you're nostalgic for? What? Because that's his genre. He plays the Japanese shit, everything. The cool. genre that I have left behind. Yeah. Except for Stick of Truth. <laughs> that was I played that through twice, and I still like Mass Effect. But uh, what what did what brought you to where you're playing fucking Altier, Rolona, or what all that shit is you're playing now? <laughs> Dot Hack, uh, Persona. What 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 brought you to that? Talk to me about that bridge. I it had to be originally. I would have to say Fantasy Star on the Genesis. Fantasy Star Two. I mean. We did play Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star 2 is and one of the best RPGs I think ever made. After that, I picked up and loved, and it's still my favorite of the series, Final Fantasy 4. That, that was a good game. With Cecil. Yep. And, uh... 2, America. I'm gonna call it 4. That's what I played it as. I'm, I'm, I'm an American. I'm gonna call it Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, three is my favorite, as I've told you, which is, that's five? Six. Or six, yeah. <laughs> three, three is my favorite, ever. Keep up, Hollis. And <laughs> I, I play American games, man. I, no, nah, man, and then I played seven, and everyone loves seven, and I didn't love seven. I still don't love seven. I think it's way overhyped. I fucking love seven. Doug loves seven. I think it's way overhyped. Like, it's great. It was, without seven... Like, you couldn't have had anything in the Final Fantasy series that came after it. That that was easily the best game in the series, in my opinion. But I know that's, a, like, a, a popular, trendy pick for... We, we had a, we had 15 minutes on the cast one time where Tyler and I just ragged on Final Fantasy <laughs> so, uh, Just because I, I'm, I'm hit with him, I, I think it's overrated. Did you ever get to play 
On the PSP, they had Final Fantasy VII. I'm not a handheld gamer. That's. I, I, I've had. This I've got my handheld right either. here that I played like. I know, and I don't hold it against you. No, we don't hold it against <laughs> you. I play. I told you, I play handheld games when I'm on at an airport or on an airplane. Yeah, and I get it when I when I don't have access to a console. If I have access to a console and a bigger screen, why would I ever play portable? I, I can't play some of these games on bigger screens. They no, just I don't understand make that. And, but, and for RPGs, DS, Vita, yeah. Yeah. Probably, that's that's probably the genre that dominates sales on those, especially if you consider Pokemon. Yeah. If you count Pokemon as an RPG, I know, I guess that's I what, oh my god, you played Pokemon, didn't you? I oh, don't yeah. fucking lie to me. I know you did. No, no. He loves Pokemon. I, I'm, and there's nothing wrong with that. It, it. I never have said there. I'm fearful of the day when my battery in my Pokemon Blue version dies and my full 150 clear like save goes away. Like, it scares me. But I can't switch the battery and save it. It just, it can't happen. It just dawned on me when you said Pokemon that he's Brad's age, Paige's son. Yeah, they're the, they're the same age, and they were him and Zach were fanatical about that, and I <clears throat> tried to understand it. And I mean, I can see the appeal; it's it's deep and it's immersive. Like, who does this sound like? They spend <laughs> so like much me. time writing so much content for. It's a long game. It, well, it's a it's its own universe. Oh yeah, I mean, I I missed the boat. Like I, it didn't I. I think when when Pokemon came out, Doug and I were in college. The last thing we wanted to do was collect a bunch of monsters. Like I think I, I don't mean that to makes speak sense. For you, but, yeah. but I mean I was well, playing. I heard the phrase it. "gotta catch them all." It was for STDs, not not for Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't yeah, I wasn't concerned about Jigglypuff. I was concerned about Jigglypuffing some girl. So, <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking about. So no, I, we were playing Killer Instinct and uh, I mean, N64, Goldeneye. All of that was the same time. No, no, no. Because they had Pokemon on the original Game Boy. It didn't get big until... It absolutely died on the original Game Boy. Pokemon? Yes. Yeah, it didn't get big until um, we were in college. And pre- when South Park did the episode about it. They're, <sighs> they're, they're trendy. They're always on, on top of it. When they did Shin Pokemon, that's when it was huge. Yeah. The cartoon and... I, I mean, I don't think it... Died. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it being it, big until it was on the Game Boy Color. It, exactly. Yeah, Advance and Color. I that, remember. Yeah, I remember the yeah, or the GBA. It was one of the two, either the Color or the GBA. But I remember it that's had to when, at least have been Color because that's gold and silver, and it was huge. Right. Gold but on silver. the original Game Boy, like it was not the blue cartridge one. You could blue and red. You blue couldn't and even red, call yeah. it a success, let, let alone a phenomena, oh. especially compared to what came after. That's weird, because then it must be considered, like, cult, because everyone will still say red and blue are the best version. But that was GBA, right? No, that's original. Those are the first ones, red Is and it? blue. Yeah. I may be wrong about that. I, I had... I, I don't pretend I had, to know about Pokemon. When I say that I don't... I don't use a handheld I, I did have the original Game Boy and I had 30 titles on it and I never remember everyone anyone being interested in fucking Pokemon I mean but you have to consider I was playing it I was 6 like yeah no I mean I understand 
it was badass. Like, I sat at parks and hung out with my friends and traded Pokemon. I'm like, we whipped out we four, were just, like I said, we were four-way older. Game Boy attach yeah, cables. <laughs> yeah, we, we were chasing women. I couldn't get a boner. I was six. I mean, come on. <laughs> Sometimes I couldn't get a boner in college, but that's a, that's a, that's a story for a different podcast. But No, so do you think... Was that the first RPG then for you? If you were six, Pokemon? that's, that's got to be kind of. I mean, look, you're you're playing Monster Hunter now. There's not too much of a difference between those two, is there? Oh yeah, there's a huge difference. I don't catch anything in this. I fight giant dragons and badass monsters. Okay. And just change my gear, and that's all I do. Okay. I read some sweet some cracked article recently about now that I am actually thinking about it. With the cracked article as a reference, it was talking about like these fucked up alternate endings that you could get on. It must have been the original Game Boy titles for for Red and Blue, where they talked about if you could get to this one final boss and you couldn't do it without like a Game Shark or whatever the equivalent game was. Game Genie. Uh, was it a Genie on on the Game Boy? It was... was it Shark? I can't remember what the, the handheld version was. I remember the game Genie on the NES. But it was basically like you meet some evil doctor. It was game shark. And it was game shark. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was ridiculously difficult to beat. And then when you did beat him, he, he told you, I just got done fucking your mom in her throat and shoved a bunch of fucking Pokemon down there for good measure. And like some really twisted, fucked up shit that like. You Are you being expect. serious? I'm not joking. You look this up while we're still talking about it. I'll look it up. Cracked. Pokemon, uh... Bad endings? Cracked Pokemon ending. If you look that up, you'll, you'll find the article that I'm talking about. Okay. I don't believe you. That's just... That's crazy. People know some that's weird shit with Game Sharks. <laughs> like, but you had to have a Game Shark to do it. So it was obviously hidden in the code then, right? Yeah, it was like the ending that was probably meant to be, but then they rewrote a different one because that one was too disturbing to... The six-year-olds that would probably end up playing the game. Was that I would have been like, ah, I don't understand what he's saying. That, was that pre, yeah, that has to be pre-ESRB. Um, I don't think ESRB came along until in 64. In 64 is going to be my guess. I mean, it might be close. But, yeah, I mean, right after that, the N64 was probably one of my most prevalent consoles, because that's the first one I bought with my money. Okay. And I had a huge collection of N64 stuff that... um, You still have it? I have just a lot of my... A lot of my favorites now. I have Jeff Force Gemini, GoldenEye... Um, Donkey Kong 64. Nice. The Zeldas. Um, Majora's and uh, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina. Yeah, I have. God, Ocarina was good. Ocarina Quest was 16. amazing. I like. Just for a quick moment, everyone hates me, but my favorite my favorite Legend of Zelda game is The Wind Waker. I. That. I I, I, I waffled with that idea. And I know what I know what you're gonna what you're gonna say. Like when I tell people like how much I like that game, they're like, 
yeah, but it doesn't hold the torch to this, 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 or this. That was a great fucking game. It I loved it. And if you could get past all the, the flack that it got for the art style, I think was completely unwarranted. Flack? I loved the cell. That was my favorite part of the game. Was yeah, the, you've been on the, the internet, animation. though, and seen how many people bitched about that. Yeah. Bitched. Hated it. Yeah. yeah. Almost hated as much that as they hated like a being in a boat. I know. It, I thought that was I thought, I thought that that was it was genius. Fun. <laughs> too. I, I controlled the wane and sailed around and found treasure and then got sucked up in tornadoes and flew around and did other badass shit. Like, I bought the connection cable to my GBA so that I could have fucking Tingle running up in there, helping my shit out. Come and, on and pop! Yeah, I, <clears throat> I took... <laughs> I can I can probably say when it comes to completionism, like I, I would I would say Wind Waker drove me to find every fucking nook cranny and secret in that massive fucking Zelda game. Yeah. I don't think I ever found everything. I really don't think I do. We should bust that out. I have it. Well, unless you have a GBA and the fucking cable, so you have Tingle running on your advance telling you where to go. I don't have an advance. It, it was impossible to find all that shit. I have a. Uh, I have the cable. I have an original Game Boy and I have a color, but I don't have a GBA. I'll have to see if I have. Well, I might it, have a GBA. it works. It works with the color. I think that the A and the color both use that same. Uh, I do have a color, um, so we could we could rock that. But I'm positive if I dug, I've got Wind Waker somewhere. So good. I love it. Uh, I, I have Wind Waker and a GameCube, and that. I want to play the new Wind Waker, not the new, but the cleaned up one. And I bet... They released it on the Wii U all remastered. Oh, yeah? They probably have something in that game pad that lets you have Tingle. You think so? uh, Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know why they wouldn't either. Just take out a huge part of the game. Especially if it's something that was already programmed in the original title, why would they take it out? Um, I mean, maybe. Well, I I don't know. Honestly, I've, I've, I've never... I followed up on it. It's weird because I played it on my on my Wii. I used that exact connection to play Four Swords. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I think I got it with or for. The Zelda games on the portables are really good. Like the ones I have on my DS are good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The only there's let, let's be clear. There's never been a bad. Zelda title. Even for Nintendo. Oh, well, <laughs> Philips CDI, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's two yeah. horrible fucking Zelda games. There's, yeah. there's two goddamn awful Zelda I'm games. I'm not sure that I consider those Zelda games. We might need to pull up some, uh, we might need to YouTube a clip. I have, I've canon, never played them. They're not canon. No, I completely agree with you. They're not canon. Um, that was when Nintendo did the whole thing with Philips, and Philips was originally going to be the Super Nintendo, but they had to let him use Zelda for a couple... Yeah, I, the history of video games is a fascinating book if you've never read it. Four Swords was... It, it was a reward for, for dedicated gamers, because there was no internet to tell you, like, how do you really play this game? Because it was something you, you popped in... Um, was it Link to the Past that... That it was it was a long term title. Yeah. yeah. So you threw that in and you fired up four swords and it was like, okay, what do I do now? There was very little information that nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, what, 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 
was I fucking talking about? You four swords. Okay, four, four swords. swords. Yeah. Nothing to tell you like how you were supposed to play that game. Um, the manual gave you a little instruction, but once you finally convinced your friends, like, okay, we all need to get together. We need to fucking do this. You plug into him. You plug into him. There's cables involved, not penises. <clears throat> and actually fired that shit up and fucking made it work. Four Swords was fucking amazing, but it, it was a reward for, for people that were dedicated to actually take it upon themselves to figure out how to play it. I miss that. To kind of bring it back where we started tonight, I miss when you couldn't figure everything out with a couple keystrokes on the keyboard. I miss when, like, I'd have to go to school, like, okay... How'd you get the fucking golden apple in King's Quest? Like, yeah. what's going on? You have, you you have to wait like, to talk to your friends. Or the monthly issue of Power to tell you <sighs> power. what the fuck. I miss Power so much. I know it doesn't exist anymore, but that was one of the magazines I had a subscription from. Issue 1, God, until I got to college, probably, is when I stopped getting my Nintendo Power. I still have issue number one. They dropped a torrent when, when they published their last episode, and they're like, here's everything we've ever done. And it's not big, and you can download it and have the entire Nintendo Power I library. The Nintendo Power everything. was, I mean, we I guess we we take uh, we take for granted that we have the internet now. That was the only place I got video game news. Right. That's how I found out when shit was happening. The only place to get it. Sega didn't have a magazine, did they? No. No. Only Nintendo did. And yeah, the only you would find out about games coming out months down the road. People would submit high scores. I used to like reading the letters department. Um, and the fact Nintendo owned their own magazine, their games, of course, and I don't think Nintendo's ever released a bad game, but their games would get a lot of coverage. You would find tips and tricks in there. I love Nintendo Power. God, that, that's, that, you want to talk about nostalgia, that's one thing I definitely miss. Nintendo Power and EGM. Yep. Nintendo like Power helped me monthly. Super Mario Brothers 3, which may be my favorite game of the Nintendo... Era. Like, you know, I, I, I got the, the last good, a couple weeks ago, right? The last good game made on the NES, maybe the best game ever made on the NES, was Super Mario Brothers 3. I, I got it on eBay for 15 bucks. I picked it up the other week. You had it? Because I, 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 I played it on, on the Wii countless times, but it's just not the same if you're not holding an original controller like this. <laughs> That's, uh... Oh, my God. Do you know that this was this was the first game that I went out, got a job, earned money for, so that I could actually buy a game that my, my dad was like, you know what, I, I think you're getting a little old for me to be doing this shit for you. Dad, it's the middle of summer. I, I need Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, motherfucker, you better figure out a way to get it. <laughs> well, well, what should I do? I, I'm not going to tell you that. <clears throat> That's how my SNES was. My dad was like, you're not getting that for Christmas or birthday. So well, I worked. I worked my ass off so I could have the SNES on launch day. I never told dad because I thought he'd be disappointed, but I had to learn how to give a really good blowjob so that I could get a copy of Super Mario Brothers 3. Dude, you, you, you sucked a dick for a Tanuki suit. That's what this boils down to. A dick. I'd be happy if I could say I sucked a dick for a Tanuki suit. <laughs> wow, dude. How many dicks did you suck? <laughs> at, at least 37. 37? Yeah, okay. I was to say at least, right? <laughs> um, 
No. Uh, any final thoughts, guys? About I, I found that at Vija for eight bucks, and the guy that we met today was like, "I cannot believe no one has grabbed this yet." And I was like, "I can't believe it's only eight bucks." Yeah, Gradius. That I, I could not believe they had Gradius. I'm not even. I know I have two NESs. I don't know if I have a functional NES, but I would buy this just to carry it in my glove compartment because <laughs> this, looking at the Super Mario. Three cartridge brings me more joy and nostalgic. Uh, when I, I opened it up, I had the same thought. I was like, look at the bright yellow. I mean, this is a good looking cartridge. Like this was this brought joy to many kids. And so fucking is that fun. the highest selling game on the NES ever? It's got to be up there. I have no idea. We need to look that up. <laughs> the top ten selling NES games. I would bet money that that is that that's it. That's the one they played on Wizard, right? That's the first time I saw it was on The Wizard, nice. and then the Play and Choice machine at my movie theater had it before uh, you could get it at home, uh, the quarters that were spent playing Super Mario Bros. 3. Nice. And then, I, of course, I, I, got my own, uh, I got my own copy. I didn't have to blow anybody, though, so that was a good thing. But um, hang on a second. We'll end with that. Let's I, look at let's look at what the top selling. I learned valuable lessons that summer. How <laughs> to swallow semen, and I beat Super Mario Brothers three. I bet I can still do it with the warp whistles. I bet I can still play through it. I it, some of those some of those uh, that was the lesson that this game taught me is that you can use the warp whistle if <laughs> Eric the gesture is important. You I'm can, sorry. You can use the warp whistle to get through the game, but it's better if you don't. <laughs> Well, and you never, you wouldn't get to see Giant World, or there's, you skip so much of the game using the warp whistles. Yeah, if you don't have the pain of, of powering through the fucking desert levels, you do not deserve to beat this game. The desert levels are such a bitch. Yeah, and so well designed. All of us. Uh, Same story with 64. Fuck the desert levels, I love the desert levels. 64 Mario might be my favorite Mario game. That's the first time I picked up a controller, a new joystick. Joysticks had gone away. Right. That Nintendo brought them back. Um, first time I picked up a, a new joystick, and uh, the 3D at the time blew me away. It's Mario still got, in that. It's still phenomenal. It's still got some of the best level designs. Yeah. And, game, game and boss battles. Like... A lot of the boss battles in that game were so much harder than the new Mario games are. I haven't played the U version of the uh, Super Mario Brothers. Tyler and I, seven hours one Saturday, him and I cracked it out. Because you can play two players. Oh, so much fun. It's It's as good as the new Super Mario Brothers on on the Wii, because that one was great. We've, um, I liked them both that we played. We played the one that, didn't we play two different Mario games? Yeah, we played, uh, We played two different Mario games on the Wii U. We played Super Mario Brothers U. Which was fucking amazing. Yep. And then we played Super Mario 3D World. 3D World. Played both of them. Yeah. Which is essentially like a multiplayer version of the Super Mario 64. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. It's uh-huh. cool. It's a lot of fun. Is that only on the U? Yeah. I, I'm ashamed to admit I've, I've never even heard of this game oh, until man. just now. Do we own it or we, did we just run it? 
I know we own Mario Kart and NES Remax. You should have brought the Wii U or did I? I should have. Um, I don't know if that's one that we own. I don't think we do. I think we rented it from Gamefly. Yeah. Okay, well, I was wrong. Super Mario Bros. 3 is not the top-selling NES game of all time. The top two should be very obvious, though. I can't believe I didn't come up with either one of them. Legend of Zelda. No. Uh, well, uh, hang on. NES, the original NES console? Original NES console. All right. And the, the number one is number one by over 12 million copies. Tetris. No. Oh, I guess that was Game Boy. Tetris. Hang on. Don't don't tell me. I'm not telling you. I, I, want, a, I want a couple guesses. Okay. NES. We'll, we'll go through the top ten. I'll let you guess. Who, who fucking played... What was what was everyone fucking playing on on the NES? What was the must have title? Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Not even in the top twenty. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought so. Tell me where tell, tell me where three ranks so I have some context. Third, it was third. Three three, it was third at eighteen million copies. The top selling game sold forty point two. Okay, sold because it must have been one that was included in the console. sold or shipped. Okay, so that's the original Super Mario Brothers. 100%. The number two game should be obvious if you got that one. Um, also, it was a shipped title. Duck Hunt? Yep. Okay. Then we have SMB3, and then after SMB3, we have SMB2. Okay, so... Then Tetris. So, in reality, Super Mario Brothers 3 was the top-selling console title for the NES, because... Those other it two, wasn't packed in, right? I, yeah, I give you they, that. They shipped with it, and if you, I, I promise you, if you if you subtract the de facto numbers, that if if you count cartridges that were sold independent of the console, Super Mario Brothers three wins hands down. It's interesting. Tetris sold eight million copies in America and only one point eight million copies in Japan. Hmm. Tetris was huge. Tetris is what sold Game Boys. Yeah, it was. Because it was the first game, at least what I've read uh, people write about, that it was the first game that appealed to women. One of the first, at least. Really? That that's what sold Game I mean, Melinda had a Game Boy to play Tetris. I could see that. Yeah, it was one of the first games that had cross-sex appeal, I guess, if you will. Uh, both genders were into it. But um, after Tetris, Zelda won 6.5, uh, 6.5 million. Zelda 2... 4.38 million, and then I never would have guessed the one after that, even though I owned it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh yeah. Brutal. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Brutal. The game was fucking, so hard. Oh, that's it's fucking seaweed. Okay. God <laughs> damn it, dude. Oh, uh, dude, you had to play those swimming levels perfectly. In the spirit of swimming levels for that time. You had to play it perfectly. But yeah, I never would have thought that that, that would have been top ten, and then... God, that was such a good game, though. The next couple are both Dragon Warrior 3 and Dragon Warrior 4. Dragon Warrior 3 was good. Never played it. And then Metroid, and then, this is another shocker, Golf. <laughs> Just Golf. <laughs> the one with Mario. Um, was it with Mario? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Isn't isn't it Mario? In it? OG NES Golf? Hang on. I'm about to look. I don't know that they were... The golfer is a mustache man who resembles Mario. <laughs> so I guess it's not Mario, but he resembles him. <laughs> yeah, and then baseball, RC Pro-Am, one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. Punch-Out, DuckTales, Ghosts and Goblins. I mean, pretty 
But yeah, so I, I I would say Super Mario Bros. 3 has to be the top-selling game if, if you take out the fact that the other ones were packed. Yep. I would agree with that. Um, and, and with Merit, the best game on the console. Like, it was the crowning swan song of the NES heading It's got to be one of the last the, the next Nintendo titles on the NES, right? I don't know that it was, because that game... Let's see. I, uh, that I Star Tropics? I was in... That was... What year did that come out? We were in 8th or ninth, eighth or ninth grade. So that was like... We had to have been 89, 90? 88. 88, okay. I was born in 89. So the... the uh, So we were already rocking Mario, and you weren't even a sperm. <laughs> so... Nope. <laughs> so 3 was a big deal, and the NES had a few years left in it, because the um, Super NES didn't ship until we were sophomores or juniors. That's a good question. I think I was a sophomore because I think I had to have somebody drive me to the mall. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't have a car when the SNES came out. I had to buy one for myself when I was a, uh, a freshman in college. And I got it bundled with Link to the Past and it changed my life. Link to the Past is my second favorite Zelda game. Yeah, for good reason. Oh, yeah. I had Link to the Past and Mortal Kombat 2 my freshman year of college, and I almost didn't have a sophomore year of college because of <laughs> what's Were you playing MK2 on the, the SNES? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I still have it, I think. Every every weekend, it was MK2 and Kart. Every weekend. Kart was... That's how... Believe it or not, that's probably the reason that Nils and I are friends. He invited me over one day for, for, for Kart. Like, one of the first times him and I ever hung out. And then we watched History of the World... And Cheech and Chong's up in smoke. Uh, <laughs> we've been friends ever since. <laughs> but, no, uh, the, the SNES is actually 91. Wow. Okay. So, so I... So that was our... That was, I definitely that was our sophomore year. Sophomore year. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely did not have a car. At that point, somebody... Yeah, somebody had to drive me to the mall to pick up my SNES that I had reserved at KB Toys. KB Toys. Wow. That's where I got my, uh, my PS1. Like, I listened to the sales pitch for the, the 3DO and the PS1. Wasn't was when was PlayStation One? Was that ninety seven? Uh, it was five. Yeah, ninety five. Yep, because that was my freshman year of college. Okay, so I I well, would say ninety four, ninety five. It it could have been ninety four. I don't think it was ninety four. Sony does this what, really. They, what year was OJ? Five or ten years. I was in college when OJ happened. I listened to the OJ verdict as I was firing up. Golden Eye for the first time. That's right. I didn't get Golden Eye until later, but Reap had it. So we were always over at Reap's house playing it. And he had Final Fantasy VII a year early and took Japanese classes to to play it. What, what was... Maybe it wasn't Golden Eye. Maybe it was... There was a... Um, there was a title that was available when the PlayStation debuted that weekend. I bought it that weekend. I remember I bought... You know that giant Oak Entertainment Center in yeah. my basement? Uh-huh. I paid 1700 bucks for that. I paid $1,800 for the 36-inch cathode fucking ray tube TV. I bought a PlayStation uh, and three of the de- debut titles in that, all that same weekend. Now I'm going to have to look what and, the and one of PlayStation them, launch Do you remember the it? title that was like, it was a gecko? Or yes. Gex, the gecko. Was Voiced it Gex? by Danny Gould. They made three of them. Was it Dana Gould? Dana Gould, one hundred percent was Gax. <sighs> was that that was a launch title for 
for the PS1. I would believe that. Yeah, and it was, uh, he, a, he sang, I remember him singing, uh, Jungle Love, Jungle Love, Jungle Jungle Love. Me, man. Yeah. making me crazy, exactly. I okay. love so those fucking games. That game. <laughs> I can't believe that, that that's a license that got dropped. Yeah. Like, they, I think Crystal Dynamics made those? That sounds right. Um, I think those are Crystal Dynamics not, titles. Not Ubi? No, not Ubi. It wasn't Ubi. Um, pretty sure those were Crystal Dynamics titles. I love Gax. Gold's a writer on The Simpsons now. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But, no, I loved, uh... Alright. So, it launched... 95, September the 9th. Very good. What do you think the best-selling game on the PlayStation 1 was? Um, was it a was it a Mortal Kombat title? Uh-uh. Then, uh... This is... This, I... I, I wouldn't have come up with this, but when you hear it, you're going to be like, a oh, fucking course it was. Legend of Gaia? Secret of Mana? Think about think about a game that completely changed the genre. Completely. The first time I ever saw this game in action, I was like, holy fucking shit, that looks amazing. So I probably owned it. You, I, I, I think everyone had it. 10.5 million copies sold. On the PS1. On the PS1. Was it a combat? Did I already ask if it was a combat? Spyro. No, that's a good, uh... That's a good question. That's a good, uh... Give me a hint. Give us some love. Um, it's a driving game. Oh, Need for Speed. Turismo. Oh, Turismo. Turismo changed the game. Yeah. And I remember the first time I saw Turismo, uh, I was blown away by it. I was absolutely blown away by the graphics the first time I saw it. Reef, actually. For, compared to other racing games, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it changed the genre. I really do. I did own Gran Turismo. I'm, I'm not a fan of driving games. That kind of is the first time I think they ever did a simulator. A racing simulator. Rather I than a so racing too. game. Because it wasn't Rad Racer. It wasn't... Yeah, it was... I know what you're saying. I was like, because they had... It was some, real. It, they, it, it would try to be as realistic as possible to drive. Yeah. What was the one in the arcades at that time that actually had the gear shift? Cruising USA. Cruising USA, or... Was it? San Francisco Rush. You're going to have to be a lot more specific than that. There's so many fucking <laughs> car games. Yellow, um... San Francisco Rush. Cruising USA. It was Yellow Body. I don't think it was Cruising USA. San Francisco Rush it, it, 2042. It, it seemed like it had a... It was, um... Could be. This would have been also like ninety three, ninety four, and I want to say like yeah, like the outside of it of it was yellow, and it seemed like the name was a little more clinical, like uh, awesome driving simulator or something silly like that. I, I honestly don't don't recall. So you said you picked up a couple games launch weekend. Let's see here: three, six, nine. About 14 launch titles. Air Combat, Aquanauts Holiday, Battle Arena Tashenden, ESPN Extreme Games, Jumping Flash, Kill League, The DNA Imperative. Never fucking heard of that game. <laughs> that, um, Wait. Is, am I saying that right? That, that's an FPS, right? Um, it doesn't tell me. I'm, I'm pretty sure I had that one. NBA Jam Tournament Edition. I didn't have that. Rayman. Had Rayman. Ridge Racer. 
The next, have, the next title you 100% did not have Street Fighter the movie I hope you didn't have that at least because <laughs> god it was terrible um, The Raiden Project Total Eclipse Turbo and Zero Divide that's your PS1 launch titles that's cool The Raiden Project was good Raiden Project's a uh, shooter right? yeah okay yeah Shump I guess is what they call him now yeah but yeah Raiden Project was a shooter that's actually that's a chunky launch lineup Did, I want to say the N64 launched with three games Pilot Wings, Mario, and Blast Corps. That's what was so funny about the PS1 is that when I bought it, everyone was telling me, like, that, dude, that, that you are wasting your money. Like, they'll never make more games for that. Why didn't you get a 3DO? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know anybody to have a 3DO. But it, that was the one that was clearly, like, all yeah. the weight, all the money, all the advertising was behind the, the 3DO. And the fucking 3DO looked fucking sweet. It did, but they, what, why did it bomb? They didn't have software support? Is that what happened? I, I don't remember. I, I lucked out. I literally made a blind choice because someone told me, like, oh, this is what Sony did because um, Nintendo doesn't want to do discs. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yep. No, that was the fallout is the reason why we have Sony video games. Yep. It's because Nintendo fucked them over. And then um, Sony, whoever was the president at the time, said, we're going to be in every living room in America. And the guy at Microsoft was like, fuck no. And that's where the Xbox came from. Microsoft wanted to prove that they could make a better game console. And, I mean, I better, maybe not. But I think it is. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the 360 over the PS3. That is... I don't think that's debatable. I'm the exact opposite. What? Yep, 100%. I still use my PS3 every single day. My Mine, PS3 still sits and collects dust. Okay, but when you talk about the center of the living room, and not just for gaming, because that is absolutely where your bias shapes your focus, but for a device that does as much as possible when connected to a television, my PS3... Again, I use that fucking thing every single day. No, I know you do. I'm either streaming from the internet, or I'm playing a game, or I'm streaming from my my media console, or I'm playing a fucking Blu-ray disc. And I've been doing that for eight years now, every single fucking day. And don't get me wrong, the Xbox is great for a lot of things, but it never touched the full capabilities of the PS3. Capability-wise, I agree with you. Where it comes down for me... Xbox Live blows Sony's online service out of the fucking water, and it's not even debatable. Well, and, and I, I watch a lot more movies than, than you do. You do, and I play a lot more games than you do. Right. So I need I need the console that it's going to play games. You know whose internet service blows the Xboxes out of the water? The actual internet. <laughs> like PC games. Sorry, man. Eh, Maybe. <laughs> The PC community is so known for being full of dicks that I just avoid it altogether. And it is, and, and you, the, even, you even made the same statement. And Xbox week. Live, and the Xbox it? community. I mean, it's about the same. Sony's is the worst. I, I think Sony's were the nicest. You think Sony online PS3, like Sony online, is worse than the, the gamers on Xbox in terms of being dicks? We're not talking bags of dicks here. We're talking full buffets. <laughs> I, I've never had a really good online experience on the PS3. Maybe the PS4 is different. Never had a great online experience on the PlayStation 3. Ever. 
I had better online experiences on the PS2 playing SOCOM than I did on the PS3. That was awesome. Bro. I had way better experiences. You know um, what game I played online the most on PS2? Tribes. Never played it. Ah, uh, that's a good shooter. Never played Tribes. That's hard, though. I thought he was going to say that game where you're like the dog that rolls around as a ball and picks up stuff. That's Katamari, Katamari Masi. And that's not even a dog. Yeah, you're not a dog. It's a wolf. No, you're an alien. Yeah. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of Katamari Damachi, I mean... Katamari Damachi has the best music ever, though. La, 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 <laughs> I fucking love that game. It has opera. Yeah. It's <laughs> incredible. Did you ever play it? What What's the one with the wolf where you, like, slash shit that came out around Okami. the same time? Okay, I'm confusing those Okami two titles came because out of beer. later, though, didn't it? Okami came out later, and Okami is... Is Okami on Sony? Okami is a PS... It started as a PS2. Okay. Where and then they released a Wii. The, okay, the Wii version, yeah. They released a Wii version later. Which was really cool, because there was times when you had to draw shit. Yeah, that, the that little, was the fun part. It's yeah. Okami, yeah. Okami and that's, was great. That's hard on... What's Amaterasu? What's little, Amaterasu. Amaterasu, yeah, that's yeah. the dog's name. He said hard on... It's hard on... <laughs> It's really hard on Your the wits. PlayStation to draw with the joy- with the joystick. Yeah, but it was super easy on the Wii. Like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, yeah. That I was thought the sweet. Wii was a great console. I didn't play it enough, but I thought the Wii was a great console. But it was good for certain things, man. I have, I have a it, decent. It won the that generation of console <laughs> it sales. Did. Sales, it did. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, well, because, you know, you could, no one wants an Xbox 360 or a PS3 in the nursing home, <laughs> but, but they, they all want to play golf That's and tennis. And when we started it, this conversation, we were talking about how our parents were either interested or, or disinterested in, in games. I had never seen my parents play a video game ever until the Wii came out. Those motherfuckers bought a Wii so that they could bowl in their living room. My parents have a Wii. My that parents was awesome. a Wii. Yeah, my, I mean, my parents have a Wii. That, that they bought for themselves. Yeah. And that's significant. Yeah, no, my, my, my folks bought, or maybe we bought it for them as a Christmas gift. But they, my, either Actually, way, I think, yeah, I, I bought my either parents. Either way, my parents have a Wii. Yeah, and they, I don't think they rock it as much, but uh, my, my dad gamed until I moved out of the house. He would play Dragon Warrior with me. He'd play King's Quest with me. Um, things like that. Mine wouldn't, but they still bought a Wii, and that says a lot that all three of our parents, all three, have Wiis. Yeah, they all bought Wiis. Says a lot about that console. It it does because it, it, it it's funny because they acknowledged it at the time, but I don't think that the the real impact became clear for a few years. That this whole like get up off your ass, grab this fucking thing, do shit that that you in ways that you've never acted interacted with with a game before. That, that make it almost like, I mean, I know when you guys pick up a controller, it there, there's no, like, conscious thought that goes into, like, I still look down and I'm like, where's fucking X, Y, Z, <laughs> That is what? absolutely not the case with a fucking Wii. Like, you get in there, you forget that you're interacting with something that, that you're holding in your hand, and you can't, you stare at the fucking screen the whole time. And forget that you're playing a game and enjoy the experience. And that it was universal. It, it was uh, paradigm shifting 
and unfortunately has yet to be replicated again since that phenomenon. Nintendo even backed off of it. That Why? They wanted something more traditional, I think. There was this big stigma everyone had about the Wii not having games for gamers. It was a family yep. console. And when and that was and way when you're false. selling Slimmy. twice as many consoles as the it, competitor yeah, didn't really matter. Why did you give a fuck? I because because they started losing a lot of uh, a lot of software support. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't develop for them because they didn't want to support those certain types of games. Nintendo it or so is an anomaly in the regard that they've never had to depend on external studios to develop their titles, though. I agree. I agree. And I still want to say, real quick, because this is still going, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I totally disagree with the fact that they did not have hardcore gamer-style games on the Wii. They were few and far between. They had some really they good They had some ones, great though. titles. I mean... Metroid Prime... Was good. It was fantastic. It wasn't as good as the Metroid on the GameCube, though. I the Prime title on the GameCube. Yeah, the one where Metroid you Prime the on the Me, that was Metroid Prime, but they re-released yeah, it as Metroid one. Prime Trilogy right. on the Wii, and so they had all of them. They had uh, Muramasa the Demon Blade, which I heard is really good. Oh my god, you think Ori's good? I would play Muramasa. Any day over Ori, and that's hard to say. Now I don't want to play Ori. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, but yeah, they had the games. I mean, the one just... game on the Wii that I really was glad that they brought out was Capcom versus Tatsunoko. That's a game that you never would have got on another console, in my opinion. Uh, ever would have got on another console. Couldn't uh, have. Yeah, they had some of those. Yeah, start a super. Do some flailing motions. That was... What else? Oh, the Mario. Gal- both Galaxy games were fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, the Zelda... Kart. Wow. Kart was great. Yeah. Not, I, not, as, not half as good as the new Kart, though. Oh. This, uh, this year's Mario Kart 8, unbelievably it, good. It, it is good. I, I have okay. played it, but it was... Uh, that was... I would say that was the the Wii's first killer app because I went. Is that Double Dash? No, um, that's GameCube. No, it, it was just it was Mario Kart. It was just Wii. Kart. It was Kart. Yeah, Wii. It was the Mario wheel. Kart Wii. Mario Kart Wii. The wheel. Yeah. Okay. I had it. I went from having a Wii and two controllers to having a Wii with four controllers and four nunchucks and four wheels, like the fucking wheel that you drop the controller into, like exclusively for for one fucking title. Who buys? Two extra controllers and four peripherals for those controllers to drop into. For you can only play it with one fucking game, but I did it. Yeah, there was only one. There was was another game that Wheel worked with. It was like a sight bike, right? I I don't know. (laughs) It is. It's an ATV because it was an ATV game. There was one other game game. that those wheels worked with. That was it. Because everyone I knew, family and friends, would come to my house so we could play four-player fucking Wii card. It it was. I call it the rock band phenomena. Like. Go out and spend an extra four hundred bucks just to be able to enjoy this game like the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. Rock Band's coming back, but you did. I hope so. No, it is this year. I, I hope so. Already announced, man. And your downloadable tracks will carry over. Uh, and I hope it's as as compelling. Like, th- there's got to be some next level shit, right? 
Like, I don't know what, how, I don't know how they're going to make it any different. I mean, the core of the game pretty much has to be the same, right? Plastic instruments. Play music. Sing along, play music, like, <laughs> play with the rhythm, I mean. Yeah, but nothing can be the same as it, as it was, or it won't have the same impact. No, not, I mean, play. that fizzled out hard. Right. Because uh, the market, of course, got oversaturated with, uh, not guitar only did you have Rock Band, which was far superior to Guitar Hero, in my opinion. Um, not that Guitar Hero games weren't great, but I think Rock Band was way better. And I thought the song selection on Rock Band was way better. Sure. Um, library was bigger. And if they're going to give you all the tracks that I paid to download on the 360, if I'm going to get them on the new console for free, Rock Band's a no-brainer. Even if it's just me and a guitar. It is. But there still has to be a, a compelling factor to go back and do that thing that you did before, which you had some fun, but stopped playing for a reason. That There's got to be something that, that hooks you back in. And, and I hope it's awesome. And, and I hope it happens, because it was great. That was another one of those games that, like, transcended the, the medium and the platform and age and uh, yep. all kinds of things. Like, everyone wanted to fucking play that. Like, that was the only game I've ever played with my sister-in-law, uh, Nikki's sister, Dawn, because she loved singing fucking 80s hairband songs and was really fucking good at it, and therefore she had a place on my team. <laughs> now, the rock band parties, I've told Tyler this, the rock band parties at my house were legendary. I mean, sessions that lasted till six in the morning, microphone permanently that reeked of beer. <laughs> like, I mean, reeked of fucking beer. You would walk up to the mic and think you were walking up to a pint glass if you're blind. You, you really would. Uh, and I loved it, and I loved the social aspect of it. And we've talked about this too, that that's gone away from gaming, and I hope that that's something that's going to come back. I, I mean, when, I, you're over, and Tyler's over. We have not played a co-op game since you walked into my house. What nice. What what does that say about co-op and couch gaming now? We have we've we've passed controllers and we've all played. But even when Reap was here, besides Sugar Pursuit, did we play anything co-op? You almost can't on any of these games anymore. And when Andy was here, he was bitching about it. You have a hundred video games of nothing we can play together. I'm like, yeah, they really don't make games like that anymore. I mean there's there's party games and things like Mario Party, things like Trivia Pursuit, game show type games, but there's not really couch co-op it's, it's something that's gone so is it by design so that everyone has to have a copy of the game and a console to to participate i think that since the focus all went to online companies were like fuck couch co-op we have a certain amount of money to spend on a game we have to have an online component because our sales department says if the game has online we'll sell more I, I promise you that's what it is. Um, so let's completely abandon the, the premise upon which our success was built in the first place. Yep. And, uh, I mean, a lot of industry analysts or whatever are predicting that this is all going to crash. That studios aren't making half as much money as they used to. That you're either spending $65 million to release a Call of Duty or you're making indie titles. And the blockbusters, I can't remember what game bombed so bad. Was it Tomb Raider? The newest Tomb Raider didn't do as well as they as it was supposed to. It was good. I loved, I bought it. It came out on the one on sale last week for 11 bucks, And I was like, I'll play that again for $11. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it. Did you like it? I really did. I did too. I thought it was great. I, I played it on, on Sony, but it, survival it was aspect great. Was sweet. I thought it was awesome. The graphics were But sweet. it didn't do as well as it was supposed to do. And yet, a new trip, you know, AAA sequel is 
That that comes out this year, doesn't it? With the new Tomb Raider, or is it early next year? Yeah, it's next year, I think. Xbox exclusive. Yep. Is it? That it's only Xbox for the for the new Tomb Raider. That's rough. Wow. And uh, Street Street Fighter exclusive to start or exclusive? Exclusive. Probably Street Fighter Five is Sony only. Because when I hear that, like, God of War is now going to be, like, God of War 4 is going to be available on the fucking Xbox, like... Is it really? Exclusive. Yeah. That's, exclusivity is dead. I mean, it's dead. That shocks me. Yeah, that's just... Well, I have, not, I have not that read game? that. That shocks me. Sony's in dire straits. Like, they're outselling the one double. Which I don't even know anyone who has a PS4. That's what perplexes me. Okay, First of all, I'm not talking about the PlayStation 4. The PlayStation You're talking 4 Sony is Game Bus. Yeah. Their their whole their longevity, like Sony as an entity, and part of me loves saying this, but part of me feels bad saying this, depends on the success of the PS4. Well, I think they're doing fine. The PS4. Yeah. It no, is. Sony in general? Right. Uh, I heard after the whole interview, and we won't go into that, but all that, the leak and all that shit, I heard it was awful. Sony is basically where Sega was after the Dreamcast. Like, oh, we're going to just do software from now on because we're out of the hardware. You There's, think PS4 is going to be the last they, console? No, I, okay. I don't. But they sold their PC. To, like, Vio is gone. Like, they sold their PC division. Okay. They sold their television division. Really? Yeah. And, and it's like one of these after another where it's like, oh, so Sony's not going to make Walkmans anymore? Like, they're going to be... Okay. It was like when IBM sold their fucking laptop division to Lenovo. Like, part of me was like, I, like, that, 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 that's an end, literally an end of an era. Yeah, but I like the Lenovo's. They're, they're great, yeah. but it's because they, they picked up the torch that IBM handed them and they fucking ran with it. Oh, yeah. You can't say that always happens. It's not always like a success story like that, but Sony at, at, as, at, as a corporation, first of all, you know what Sony sells more of than they do anything else? I promise you, you won't get this right. Blu-ray players. Dildos. Insurance. Huh. Yep. Really? On what? <clears throat> I don't know. I was about to say, what kind of insurance? Like... Not like life or health or yes, auto. Yes. Really? I, uh, I don't know about auto, but health and life. Yep. In Japan? Uh, I don't know. I don't... Yeah, because I don't think they're an insurance company here. Um, maybe not known as Sony. But oh, okay. So like, you, maybe they're like... like a it's all states in disguise or some shit. It's like... <laughs> uh, underwriting is like where they make most of their, their money. Okay. So, this, this is not... I won't say your father's Sony. This is not young Eric's Sony. And the, the what that company looks like in the future. And like Nintendo, I think, I think I, I'm hopeful that they find a way to do something new, unique, push it forward, make people stay interested in your product. Don't rest on your laurels. Don't wait for Microsoft to give you cues on like what people are wanting. Get out in front. Develop shit that like Apple, people don't even know they want yet until they fucking see it and play with it for the first time. Um, I'm afraid for, for both of these companies, and I almost hate Microsoft for trying to make gaming 
Microsoft, like that culture, which is, um, it, it's, it's good enough, but it's so bland that it, the goal is to, to eliminate competition. Right, but I, th- I think having both Microsoft, Sony, actually all three, and Nintendo, as much as I hate exclusives because I have to spend more money, <laughs> which sucks, I think they all make each other better. I think I don't think Microsoft would be half as good as they were if they didn't have Sony to compete with, and vice versa. Nintendo kind of does their own thing. Nintendo kind of Nintendo's always done their own thing. Nintendo will always always do, do their, their own thing. thing. <laughs> I mean, but Microsoft and Sony competing against each other. I think it's pointless, like, all the arguments on the internet, oh, fucking, I'm only Sony, uh, I mean, but it goes back to back when we were kids. You either had Nintendo or you had Sega. Most kids didn't have both. We weren't fucking Ricky Shorter on Silver Spoons, so, and I know a lot of people, I mean, it was, it was hatred, like, fuck Sega or fuck Nintendo, you know, I mean, people get pissed, people get pissed now on the internet between Microsoft and Sony. I think they both make each other better. My problem with the PS4 right now is there's nothing I want to play. And after we watched Bloodborne, I don't believe that it's called Bloodborne because it's fucking Dark Souls. It's the same game. If you saw it without me telling you what it was, you'd be like, oh, it's Dark Souls. Same same lettering. Same death screen. Same everything. And it's getting all the hype. That's the game I was going to buy the PS4 with, but after we watched it last week, it's like, nope, I'm not dropping 600 bucks to play that. Yeah, You're going to have to come up with something a little bit better than that, especially with Mortal Kombat coming out. Let's... Wind this down. Uh, yeah. And throw this in. Is that what you want to play? I, I'm going to have to hook up the NES, but we can do it. It's right oh there. Oh, no. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers 3. What do you think? Go for it, man. All right. That's on. SMB3. All right. Well, yeah. I think uh, I think we've said a lot today. So, anyway, from the Bitcave, we might do another app this weekend. I'm not sure what's happening. I don't know. I, I, Doug can't come down often, but I can come up to see you, and we can figure out a way to make this work on your computer, and you can ship it to me. Fuck yeah, we can. We'll we, we can figure out a, a way to make this work. But anyway, um, I guess officially the longest episode of BitFace ever. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of, of all of us right now. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, it won't be Mortal Kombat, but we will be talking. Something comes out in the meantime. I can't remember what it is. We will be talking about that at the time. Anyway, as always, follow us on Twitter. Send us your questions. We love you all. From the Bit Cave, uh, I am Eric, and we are fucking out.